when I'm on, they gon' have questions for me. What them bad hoes like? Can you bless me, homie? Did you buy those? All right, we're back. Back to even. Back to podcasting. Getting y'all ready for the weekend. Hopefully, uh, we become the... Oh, I love it. Hopefully, we become your sliding into the weekend, getting you back to even primer. But my Amen. name is my name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. And I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Mr. Bennett Semp. How you doing, Ben? What up, brother? Dude, glad to be here. Episode two. How exciting is that? Yeah. Uh, if you didn't think we'd make it through one, <laughs> we did. And now we're at two. We're back. What up? We're back. We're back. Um, Little cheers there. Got my bush apple cheers. ready. Rocking. Nice. Love that. Uh, I know I told you I was just going to drink bush apple on the pod as long as I had it. Uh, but today I stopped at a Jackson's gas station. Big thing here in the Scottsdale area. Okay. And the one close to us just built like a whole new like liquor store section in there. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to check it out. Mm-hmm. All six packs, 50% off. So I was like, ooh. That's that's a good deal. So I, I went with the I don't know if you're a big Kona guy, but Kona Big Wave. Okay. Uh, so it's four bucks for a six pack. I don't think you can really go wrong with that. So yeah, I mean that's it's like a sore dick. It's tough to beat, man. Yeah, really tough, <laughs> really tough. So now, good um, luck. That's what I'm sipping on tonight. So we'll see how this goes. Also, loved the slogan. It said a "Liquid Aloha." So never been to Hawaii, but big Hawaii guy, you know. I mean, if that's how you get there. You know, yeah. you, you do what you got to do, right? Right. Yep. What is a big Kona? Like, is is it an IPA? Is it a lot? I don't know. No, so they do have IPAs. That So Kona Brewing, yep. Brewing is the company, and this is the big wave. It's a golden ale. So it's a solid little beer. Uh, they have a longboard also, and then a Honolulu IPA. So... I've only had this in the longboard, but it's a good mix, mix nice. up, you know, have, nice. have a six pack every once in a while. And, you know, nothing wrong with changing pace, right? No, I don't know if this is what Hawaii tastes like, but they claim that's interesting. <laughs> I just had my first sip, uh, you know, of bush apple in, it's gotta be a couple months. I know I had some at my brother's, but I had already been drinking. So I had forgotten. Right. Uh, man, it's just, Tastes so good once it hits your lips, dude. It's so good. It's the best. Um, it truly sad, saddening me to think about. Well, ne- I mean, I shouldn't say never because you're still finding them in Sioux Falls. So, I mean, you bought a couple thirty racks. I mean, but man, dude, what a R.I.P. Uh, should we have another moment of silence for Bush Apple? I think we got to. Okay. Thank you, Bush Apple. Thank you. You will be missed. I hope you come back. I hope it's a marketing ploy. We will bang that drum until you bring it back and until we run out. Will you try the bush peach? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Bush could have fucking pig shit, and I'd be like, I'll give it a shot. It's amazing I haven't tried one of the dog brews yet, dude, just to see what it's like. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're batting a thousand right now. Right. Tough to beat. Tough right. to beat. So you, you kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt. No one would have thought Bush Apple was worth a shit. And it was. No. So y'all yeah, probably give it a spin. See what happens. You know it's going to be good. We're going to love it. And I'm going to hate that. 
Not that I hate Peach, but I just don't like that you took away such an upper echelon beer, right? Like Bush Apple was like It's a great word. Oh, yeah, I don't even know if I used it right. I think, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's this is the big brain podcast. Yep. Two of us together. Yeah. One big brain. Uh no, but it's just like sad to think like, oh, this could be a bush apple. And I'm having a bush peach. Well, hopefully they do like everybody does. Excuse me. And uh, you know, just has like a a constant rotation of them. Yeah. Right. So we can just stock up. You don't have to produce them year round. That's cool. We get it. Right. Maybe you only got like one or two brewing houses. I don't even know if that's what they're called, but we'll go with it. And you got to switch some shit out. Fine. But just yeah. give me enough time to stock up. It's all I'm asking. I think, I think a big play would be like, that's the Christmas beer. Not that I like it at Christmas time, but like, what a gift. Mm-hmm. What a gift to send everybody a 30 rack of Bush Apple. You'd be like, oh, yes, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. How great. Awesome. Right. But I think, like, truly, like, it's got to be, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Just bring it back every three months. Question for you. You an orange yeah. juice, or not an orange juice, an apple juice guy? No, I'm bush apple juice guy. Okay. So, say you're sitting at, like, a brunch or breakfast. You and your buds have all gone out and got fucking just wrecked, right? Yeah. yeah. Struggling to see the menu, you know. It's like six or ten of you there, you know, coffee, coffee, coffee. You know, maybe somebody asked for an orange juice. Um, and, again, you know, it's like a diner, so there's no alcohol, right? Otherwise, you know, you're going bloodies or, you know, beer and OJ, right? Yeah. And then somebody just goes, I'll have an apple juice. What's your play? Make sure we're not with a small child. Um, no. Uh I don't honestly though, now that you think like apple juice is one of those things where it's not like I would keep a jug of apple juice in the fridge, but like probably every eight to 10 months, you know, it sounds real good is some ice cold apple juice. Right. Right. Now, what do you do if the waiter or waitress, okay, anybody can be anything these days, uh, brings it out with a lid and a straw in a kitty cup? Even better. Thank you. Can I have another? But it's your friend who orders it. How are you treating that situation? Do you ever let them live it down? (laughs) No, because I think I know this story, too. This is a Brandon TC moment. Is it not? He was there. It was not him. Who was it, Nick? Wasn't it it down here? It was Dwyer. (laughs) Yeah. And it was down here, right? When you guys were down here golfing? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the first thing you guys asked me because I had never, I'd never 100%. met those guys. I'd heard of them. Yeah, we were all a little taken back, you know, a little shell shock, right? Um, we expected him next morning to ask for, you know, chocolate milk. But, you know, Nick's a, I don't drink shame alcohol, but apparently I drink shame regular, regular drink choices. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've had, I mean, I'll buy chocolate milk every once in a while, but you know who has a chocolate milk plug? Your mom. (laughs) Dude, I'd wake up at your house and I was having chocolate milk all the time. Deb would get a gallon of the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always had chocolate. I knew I could have chocolate milk at the Heinrich house because it was going to be there. Right. Right. 
I mean, yeah. Which is which is strange because I didn't grow up on it. No, I mean, <laughs> just goes back to Justin being the baby. We've had a million <laughs> talks, um, but like the one time I think like literally four of us stayed at your folks' house and we woke up in the morning and Debbie is bringing down fucking sheet pan after sheet pan of of uh, cinnamon rolls. And then we stood there and counted and there was 96 of them, 96 cinnamon rolls, uh, two gallons of orange juice, two gallons of chocolate milk. For, Who needs for four people? Well, five with your brother, but yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So she went hard. Yeah. Apparently. Good yeah, Lord. one time, uh, I think it was early 10th grade because I couldn't drive yet. I know that. I think it was like your brother, Tyler, and myself, and we we're at Jordan Peschke's house, 10th grade, hanging out. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And Justin calls your mom and says, hey, can you go to Hy-Vee, get us energy drinks and those little, like, little Debbie apple pies? Deb's back in 30 minutes, dude. Nas energy drinks and little Debbie apple pies. Jesus, Justin. We lived a good life, Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, apparently. Yeah. You know? God damn, man. Like, not that my mom didn't take care of us. She did. I'm not going to, like, pretend that I was out there milking cows and making my own goddamn milk or something. But I was not waited on hand and foot like that. I don't believe. I'm sure my sister will text me after this comes out and tell me how much of a you know liar I am. But that's crazy, man. I mean, we were well taken care of, dude. Um, I love your mom. Love her to death. Uh, she's actually still saved in my phone as mom. So I got I to gotta check. It says Mom H every love time that. she texts, though. Um, yeah, dude. Shout out, Deb. I know she listened. She she gave us a big text last week. So She did, yeah. Thanks for listening, Mom. Love you. Uh, what else is good, man? What do you would you get up to this week? Anything exciting or, you know, just another day grinding? Just another day in the life, dude. Had a long day. I feel like, I mean, you, everybody probably has them, uh, especially in like a sales role where you feel like you do nothing but drive. And oh, man, so, I mean, I, I think I put on just shy of 270 miles today and it Jeez. was just like nonstop, dude. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. No, it happens sometimes. Cause I had to go to Marana. So if you don't know where Marana's at, it's just North of Tucson, Arizona. It's about two hours away from my house and had to re- completely reroute. It was a bad accident. Um, so what I figured out uh, once I got home, which I got home just before five o'clock, I left my place a little after a team's call at seven thirty, And, uh, I was in the car for almost seven hours today. That's a long day, bro. <laughs> Exhausting exhausting yeah i I, you know was out of the house for like four hours and i thought i was gonna you know shoot myself joking yeah because that was a lot for me i usually don't leave the house that much just kidding i do but yeah i couldn't imagine that too like so what's that drive time that's got to be four hours three and a half hours yeah, so on a normal day, if I was to just go down to Marana and back, which I went to Marana High School, and uh, it would take, oh, maybe three and a half hours there and back. It's not terrible, but it's not, it's not. I mean, just plug a couple podcasts, you're just cruising, right? Sure. And 
Um, but today, like I said, I 10 was closed south of the 202. Um, so everybody was rerouted, and you don't really realize like how many vehicles are on I 10 heading to Tucson every day or yeah. El Paso, wherever they're right. leaving Phoenix going. Yep, holy smokes, dude. I mean, so to give some context, I live 30 minutes away from Wild Horse Pass Casino, and in that drive, by the time I got to Wild Horse Pass, I had started your pod and I got in the car. I was an hour and 15 minutes into it when I got to Wild Horse Pass. Jesus. It was terrible, dude. It was all backed up. It was like, what's going on? But I don't know. Whatever. It those is are rough it is. days. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, those are rough days, man. Like, yeah. That's the sales life, though. You it know, is. Just stacking days on top of each other, keep doing the right thing, and hopefully eventually it starts coming in, you know? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No, I mean, we... <laughs> It didn't snow this week up here, which was wild because we've gotten 51 inches of snow already. I yeah, told you this yeah. when we were playing video games the other night. We average 54 for a year. That's nuts, dude. I don't even think that that was possible anymore. I thought global warming was happening. What's going on? Dude, you're telling me it's getting cold enough to snow in Minnesota again? Apparently. Jesus. Mm, bullshit. Where's Greta Thornburg when you need her? Is that how you say it? Thorn or is it Thun? I have no idea, but you know what I'm talking about. Am I saying that right? Is it a th? Thunberg? 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 The 12-year-old weather activist. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Imagine that life. Imagine setting yourself up at 12 to be that person. That would suck. I'd rather be anything else. Like, you're just committed to it now. Yeah. So when your brain grows... And you change your mind because right. there's some stuff that I thought of at 12 don't agree with anymore. <laughs> right. Like not even um, close. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you got to ride it hard. You're kind of like all in. Right. So. Yeah. And that's not me shitting on like, you know, Hey, don't be, don't take care of your planet. It's just imagine being that committed to anything at, at 12 and like having that stage. And then, when you're 18 to ha- or, you know, whatever, to change your mind, that would be anxiety-induced panic attacks. Like, it's your whole identity. Okay, so let's just play this out here. Like, what do you think happens? So I don't know how old she is. We could Google it. I'm not going to. But let's, let's just say she's 17, 18 now, right? Okay. So she's got seven years to fully develop frontal lobe. She hits 25. She's really hitting the book strong and she's like mm, I don't agree with, maybe I'm a little off on this mm-hmm. right maybe maybe that's not how that works does right. she call a press conference like what happens right that's what I'm saying right is like everything is wrapped up in there. like all her tweets all her Instagrams everything right it's all committed to this and like what if she's just out there one day with a plastic straw right? turtles will be pissed you know, like you can't make a mistake when you're you're that committed that soon. No. And Lord knows we you know, yeah, like I said, we made a ton of mistakes. Also, does do 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 girls take that long for their frontal lobe to develop? Like boys do I'm just assuming. Okay, yeah. We're all one know. we're I all did... one people. Right. I'm just assuming the brain <laughs> is the same. Sure. It's probably sooner. I mean, girls are you see a lot more girls like, you know, doing you know, they living in clean, organized homes at like 18 when they leave for college to get an apartment. It looks like a 35 year old man lives there, right? Oh like God. Yeah. vacuumed, 
Oh, dude. Speaking of like being young and dumb and living in filth, I heard uh, heard on a, a radio show today that like bachelor guys, on average, go four months between washing their sheets. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've never been like that. I was a. I mean, was I weekly? No. Four months? No. I was usually once a month. Like okay. last week of the month. Let's change the sheets. And so I heard that, and, you know, I don't live like that now, right? Like, my wife will wash the sheets, and I get pissed because then I got to put them back on. But I get it. You got to do it. That's the right? truth there, brother. <laughs> That's the worst job in the world. It's so annoying. I also hate duvet covers. Uh, I want to burn those to the ground. Uh, I wish those were never invented. But I started thinking back to, like, when I was, like, 21, 22, living by myself, and... I'll be honest. I don't remember washing my sheets. Yeah, no, I mean. I'm sure I did. I, I don't know. Right. Or my mom did when she came up because apparently she just took care of us. Um, but I don't remember. She did. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> it's kind of gross. No, it is. It is. Um, it's also it's like a man thing, I guess, you know, like. I also think, I mean, here's, here's a little nugget into my life. I used to just go buy socks and underwear instead of doing laundry. So at one point, like I had, I don't know, a good 50, 60 pairs of underwear. I still have a, a lot of underwear. I'm yeah. big. Cause I like, you know, like the good ones now, like the shaft and balls or the two under par, like those things, they're soft or nice. I'll spend a little extra money on those. How about the advancement but, in male underwear? Do you, okay, that's a great question. How about it? Do you like it? I do. Do you have any of those that, For I, sure. that I just talked about? 100%, yeah. man. Um, you know, like the me undies. Uh, we're just giving tons of free advertising out to our, you know, so oh, for sure. tiny listeners group. Um, but no me undies, sacks, right? Uh, like you said, two under par, uh, Tommy John, whatever, right? Like, man, what an advancement for, for guys. So here's the thing I don't like. I don't like the the ball sack pouch. So like on sacks? Yeah, or like the two under par or the shaft and balls. Like okay. I it just it I think it's just been thirty years of not having that and now I'm I'm like probably, you know, six months in, thirty one years old. Like I don't I just it just feels weird and I don't think I like it. Yeah, it it's definitely it takes some adjustment. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, to get used to that. I, what I don't like is now there's some of these that don't have a fly. Yeah. I'm a big, I use the zipper. I do not unbutton my pants and put my pants around my ankles when I pee. Okay. Sometimes fun though. <laughs> Sometimes fun. Makes for a great picture when somebody does it at a bar. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that whole rigmarole. I just want to whip it out. Stuff it back yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm a big zipper guy as well. Uh, I guess it depends. You know, I'm a big undershirt guy, so I do tuck my undershirt in. So if I got to adjust, you know, big dog, undershirts tend to be a little short. So sure. But, but usually, yes, I'm just doing the zip. So I understand there's a couple pairs I have too that don't have any frontal pouch because then you got to reach in and pull it down. You know, like, like I don't need to take everything out. No, you feel like a child. 
Yeah. Like, let's be honest. You really do. I, like, just whipping it all. Because you can't just whip your dick out. No. It'd because be, no. then no, the bands can't. against the, like, pee stream thing, the urethra, and it's, like, pinching it off a little. That's not. Yeah. Know. So, yeah, just we bring back the, the, the fly, okay? Yeah, we as men go through a lot. You know, I didn't really <laughs> realize until we just were talking, <laughs> you know? We got pretty tough. I'd like to see some more men's movement stuff out there. Yeah, I want right, to bring somebody, back the flies. Yeah, and I want to see somebody sleep in unwashed sheets for four months and not get sick like we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's see a woman try and do that. <laughs> um. Also, let's bring back troughs to stadiums. Oh yeah, that was the life. And I didn't go to a lot of other stadiums other than the Metrodome growing up, obviously, right? Twins were there. Yep. The, the Vikes were there. So if I went to a game, that's where I was going. Um, but the urinals in the stadium is just so inconvenient. I don't know why we can't have troughs. Right. Like, who cares? You know? Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, if you've ever been in a locker room, you've seen every penis ever yep. you'll ever see. Cut, uncut, big. Right. Small, soup cans. You name right. it, right? Like it's it is what it is. Like, just deal with it. Pee, get the fuck out, right? And I like yeah. peeing in ice. That was one of my yeah. favorite parts of troughs. Is you just got to pee on the ice and melt it. You know, it's like yeah, peeing in snow. Yeah, dude, the Metrodome troughs. I think there's actually a shirt. No free shout out soda stick. I think they have a shirt that says "Bring Back the Troughs." Good. That's another movement we should start. Yeah, I just want to say also I turned on tweet notifications so I can like your tweet as soon as you tweet it. I appreciate it. So, it's the only yeah. thing I tweet. So we got a couple movements now. Let's we got the wild to north stars colors. Yep. Got to bring back the fly in boxers. Yep. Or boxer briefs, whatever we're calling them. Uh bring back the trough. Anything yeah. else? Oh, and bush apple. Right, we're, we're ambush Apple forever. Hard on that. So, uh, change.org, write yep. your Congress, your senators, um, your people in power, your local mayor, see if he'll, you know, pull it up the flagpole for you. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we get those four things passed, Jeff. Uh, we might be president. I know that's something you don't want. I know we talked about that one time. I said I was going to run for president. I said you were going to be my VP, and then you said I'm not a bitch. And I was like, okay, <laughs> dude, geez, sorry. I said I'll be your sec def. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do that. I mean, shit, world peace might be achieved. We'll probably get the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, easily. We're winning tons of awards if those four things occur. That's all. So. Yes. Yeah, no, I have a list of people for every position of power I might ever get. So, um, like, I'm ready. I'm ready when the call happens, right? Like, I get met some good people that I trust. Um, Alexis Cubit's going to be my press secretary, right? Perfect. So yep. she's got it down. So she know how to talk to the people, keep everything straight. Yep. Um, I'm probably going to put Ross in charge of music in America. He's going to just – excellent. Right. Keep us moving um, in the right direction. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, from there, I, we'd have to figure it out. There's a lot of other titles, but I got four down. So um, we're at a good start. We're at a good start. Yeah. Well on your way. Way yeah. more down the rat road than I am. And you got you, you got time to plan, which is the good thing. Right? Yeah. Cause I think I got five more years, right? You got to be 36. I, I, sure. You can go. But didn't you take a history class? 
Don't you know? A long time ago. Okay, no, that's <laughs> don't, cool. Don't care. <laughs> I'll elect you now. Fuck it. Let's go. Use me. Uh yeah. So that's been a fun fun opening here. Do you want to yeah. get into what we want to fucking get into this week or yeah, I mean just real just quick. Uh national championships. Did you watch both? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, shout out the Jacks. That was dope. I know we'll talk about it later because we we did we did bet on those games. So when yeah. we get to the betting portion of this this uh program, we'll get there. But two pretty sweet games. I mean, was the Georgia TCU game sweet? Probably not. It was not. But to see dominance like that, dude, sometimes is pretty cool to me. Yeah, Cinderella's shoe fell off, right? Yeah. You know, she turned back into a fucking pumpkin. It's a bummer, right? I, I think the the high from the previous weekend, you know, I just wanted that to continue. And you could tell in like 10 minutes, like 10 minutes of actual time, not game time, yeah. but actual time, like this was going to be a fucking nightmare. I mean, I, I feel yeah. like every time, like every 20, 30 seconds, like every two plays, Georgia's hitting like 30-yard pass plays. Just big chunks. It was chunk game all night. They would, they would rattle off 15 yards of carry, 30 yards of pass. It was unbelievable. And then the defense just absolutely dominated. They just yeah. dominated. They, I mean – it was, they brought four and it was a lot of simulated pressure and that stuff is, oh, it's just so good. You don't know who's coming. And it was just like, our four is going to kick the shit out of your five, maybe your six. And Max Duggan never had a chance. No. I feel bad. I mean, it's like watching a hero die almost, you know, the guy <laughs> was superhero all year. And then it was like, well, JK. Yeah. He, yeah, it's just another level, which is too bad. Um, and I, you know, it, when, when and if, you know, when the playoff expands, right? Uh, I don't think you're going to see many of those in the championship game ever again, right? Where I don't think you'll see that in the playoffs. Well, I think you will, because what's it going to? Do you have any idea? It's going to 12, but the top four get a buy. And here's why I don't think you'll see it in the playoffs. I think when you get to 12, there'll be more like kids that'll stay territorial, where they won't have to go to Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia, to have a chance to play in a national championship. So kids will stay closer to home. And I think you'll have more teams like with a one, you know, one year pop every couple. It's not like everybody, I mean, for how long, even in the first four, you know, when there was the four team playoff outside of that first year, the consistency was Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state. Right. And then it shifted and then Georgia came in and now Clemson has kind of fallen out. And so, I mean, I just think kids will stay territorial if you know you don't have to go across the country to have a shot to play in those sure. big games. That's interesting. It's an interesting angle on it. Never thought of that. Um, but yeah, I was going to say I, I feel like you'd probably get those types of blowouts early, right in the first round, when you sure. got these. And I think it would be in similar situations. You're going to get in Alabama or in Ohio State or Michigan, right, who wouldn't have been in the four, right, they're the first two out that, you know, now they're in. And and those two, you know, I, I'm just throwing those schools out because usually they're only losses to each other, right? They lay, right. A, they lay a stinker uh, in their big rivalry game and, you know, they're, they're just cut out. And 
you know, they're going to come back with a vengeance against some, you know, the Big 12 champ or, you know, the Pac-12 champ or the fucking whatever else is getting in. I don't know. And they're going to lay it on them early. And then yeah. it, then it'll, you know, the cream will rise to the top, and I think you'll get better championship games. At least I'm hopeful you will. Yeah, I'm hopeful as well. I mean, I'm excited for 12 because, I mean, that gives that literally gives the Gophers a shot to get in. They could get to 12. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy if they got in the national, you know, playoff before they got to a Rose Bowl. Right. Yeah. Think about. I mean, like, but that's the thing. Like, guys like PJ, where he just he's in the conversation for a lot of recruits. Still, he's not landing them, but kids are like, you know, he's like yeah. top ten, top five, and then it comes down to like, oh yeah, Coach Fleck is cool, and I could go to Minnesota, or I'm really focused on going to the NFL, so I'm going to Bama. Sure. But now it's like, hey, uh, there's other teams. I can get all the exposure. Right. So, yep. I don't know, dude. It's exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, as you mentioned, shout out to SDSU. Super cool to see them, you know, get one. Um, you know, I know my sister and my mom and, you know, obviously, you know, Justin's in-law family. Super excited, right? TC jacked as shit, as you should be. I mean, it's a cool – a cool thing to to have happen you know to your alma mater so shout out to them shout out to brookings great college town yeah no i'll propose this to you because i think you've talked about it with justin on your pod too but ndsu and sdsu used to be an ncc right mm-hmm. well and so they left together and it's i think it's pretty cool to see them leave together and they've both had relatively good success obviously ndsu at another level Right. I mean, like right. they've got nine national championships in the last 14 years or something stupid like that. Right. And, but now that SDSU's there and it was those two in the national championship, I think that is just dope. Like, not just for, I mean, just for the Midwest in general. It's like, here's these two schools and they rose together. And maybe the way things are expanding, maybe they'll take another step. I mean, teams jump every year, you right. know, maybe they'll they'll go bowl eligible. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. Right. Um, I think they're going to be a problem for the Gophers if that happens. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, but at the same time, you can't, you can't (laughs) recruit the same kids. You know what I mean? Like the kids that they're getting from Minnesota are, some are not all of them though, could play at that big time elite level and they'd be in like the Sunbelt conference. And there's a little bit difference in the big 10 and the Sunbelt, you know, something like that or mountain West, whatever. Um, And NIL is going to play a huge portion of that. Absolutely. But no, it'd be interesting, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see how that unfolds. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big news, obviously, you know, we're, we're, Going into the weekend, Vikes ending up thirteen and four. Yeah, right. Uh, wearing my hat, skull. I'm on the ship, skull. Right. How are we feeling? Do you want a real response? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, give a little precursor because I gave the same the same little speech yesterday on my pod, which will come out on Tuesday. I had you, one of your good buddies, Ross Holly, on. Okay. Yes. And so we talked a bunch about obviously recruiting and sports, all that good shit. We got to the end of the pod. So don't shut it off if you listen to both, but we get to the end of the pod and Ross told me that his two boys 
Who do you think they cheer for? They live in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say Vikings. They should cheer yeah. for the Cowboys, but clearly yeah, they don't. They're huge Vikings fans because they that. love JJ. Awesome. Right? They think it's so cool. <laughs> he said they're grittying all over the house. I'm sure 90% of American, I'm sure Jack's grittying. Dude. Oh, my God. Um, it, it's hilarious. But um, so then he asked me about what do I think about Kirk Cousins and do I think the Vikings have a chance to win the Super Bowl? And I said, I'm an optimistic Vikings fan. I always am. You know this about me in the group chats. I'm always like, yep. I mean, the day they were getting their ass beat 33 rip, I sent a text at halftime. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but I said, these motherfuckers are winning the Super Bowl. And everybody's like, LOL, LOL, seven points, 14 points, 21, 28. Holy shit, they came back, beat the Colts. And it's like, well, maybe. So I think it's stupid to write them off. Am I scared of the Giants? You're fucking right, I am, because this is Vikings football. It's it's playoff season. We've lived this a time or ten. Yeah. But when he asked me that, I said, "Did the Minnesota Vikings have the toughest motherfucker in the world playing quarterback?" Because mentally. If he turned on Twitter, he would see everybody talking shit about how bad he is, how much he sucks. Somebody just came out with their rankings of quarterbacks in the playoffs, and Kirk Cousins is like 10 of 12. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, they just constantly shitting on Kirk. And then yep. this year more than ever, that guy has just stood in the pocket and he's like waiting for JJ. And, oh, somebody's open, throwing the ball deep, taking a shot, getting up. I think that's the difference, dude, right there. The mental toughness. And everybody's like, well, why hasn't it happened before? You can tell right now this team is allowed to be themselves. And what a relief as a human to just be like, oh, if I make yeah. a mistake, I'm not going to get my ass chewed. For sure. You know? Yep. So I'm in, dude. Yeah. Uh, we'll take it week by week. We do this thing weekly now. I think the Vikes are going to stomp a mud hole in them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I am, my thoughts are, and my feelings are, I enjoyed the hell out of this season for, for two reasons. When they were out of games, they were out of them quick and I didn't have to watch them. Right. The only reason I watched that comeback, honestly, is because I was at a buddy's house and I was hanging out with my friends. Otherwise I would have turned that game off. So that's right. just fate. Right, playing a role in me getting to see that come back. Otherwise, you know, Dallas turned it off. Fucking Green Bay turned it off. Philly turned it off. Um, what was their other loss to? The Packers. The Packers. I thought I mentioned the that. Lions. I thought I mentioned the Packers. I think it was the Lions one. I did not turn oh, it you off. Did. But yeah. That was it, right? Um, and so. I enjoyed the hell out of the season because it, it didn't – when I watched, it was exciting. Every game was close, and, you know, they were in it and frustrating at times, but at the same time, like, they'd pull them out, and that's super cool to see. And now I'm in the, uh, you know, playing with house money, in my opinion, right? I don't yeah. I don't think they're a 13-4 and four team, but they're a 13-4 and four team, if that makes any sense to anybody listening, right? Like – they are what they are, and let's see what happens, right? Uh, you know, it's roll the dice. Who knows who's going to show up on Sunday? Uh, and I hope it's a great game. 
That's all I can ask for. And, you know, if they pull it off, great. And we're on to the next week. If they don't, okay. Yeah. On to college basketball and or we'll just keep betting on the rest of the playoffs. Um, you know, it, it's house money, right? I think they got nothing to lose. I hope they go balls out. Uh, I hope they stay healthy. That's what worries me about them right now is pretty much all year they've been relatively healthy, and now they're starting to have, like, some cracks in the line and, you know, shit like that that's, like, ugh, terrible timing. But yeah, that's the way the NFL works, right? You know, is, is Kirk Cousins good it enough? Yes, he is, right? And as you said, toughest motherfucker on the planet. That plays quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but so much has to happen and so much has to go right to win a Super Bowl. It's, you know, it really is, you know, just a coin toss. You never know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I, I, no, I, and I laid it out last week in my, my 2023 predictions, right? You got to catch lightning and bottle. You're absolutely right. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I will say that we can't do this entire playoffs now is we can't shut the game off, Jeff. Oh, no, I won't. Not in the playoffs. Because they can, we've seen it. Like, right. I don't, I know everybody's like, oh, there's the Colts. Okay. It wasn't the Fairmont Cardinals that they right. were playing. Like, right. the, this was another NFL team. Yeah. Correct. Agreed. Agreed. And, and like you said, it's the playoffs, right? I, it, this is not, and it's not college football. Right, you're not going to get a TCU level performance at the level they're at now, in my opinion. Correct. So, Skull, you know, I want to say roll the boat, Sky Ma, all that shit, but it ain't them. But Skull, let's go. Right, let's see what fucking happens. Right. Oh um, God, I'm juiced. Big shout out to uh, Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans. Hell yeah, you know. Giving a big fuck you to Houston on his way out the goddamn door. Dude, I love that. I I love it as well. And I hate so much, Jeff, when fans are like, oh, my God, they're not losing. Like, one, all year you've been pissed when they've been losing. Two, these are professional athletes and professional coaches, and they don't give a fuck about the first-round draft pick. Because guess what happens? When you're losing, you lose your job. Right. And that's everybody. There's yep. going to be a lot of guys. I bet there's probably 15 guys left over on the roster from this year to next year. Yep. Everybody else is going to be moved on because new guys means new guys and at all levels. And it's, uh, it was so great. I loved it. Everybody's like, why are the Texans going for two? No, lovey dude. He knew, he knew he was like, they're going to fire me, which fuck the Texans too, because that's Correct. two years in a row. They've yeah. had a they've had a head coach for a year. Yeah. And they are just an inept franchise, right? And by all accounts, Lovey Smith's a good guy, right? He's a good dude. He's a good head coach. He's a good human. He's got just a glorious beard. And oh, beaut. You know, you're you're like give a guy a shot, right? Let him like change the culture there because the culture's trash. Guy you gave five fucking years to traded every prospect and everybody that was good to somebody else for pennies, and now you got somebody who knows what they're doing, and you're gonna give him one year. So yeah, I was I was very excited to see him, you know, double middle fingering the Texans on his way out. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm with that 100, percent dude. Uh, the Texans are the biggest; they're the laughing stock of the NFL. Like they really truly are. Like 
such a joke of an organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've they have nothing. They have nothing to stand on. They got a bunch of picks, I guess. But I mean, I don't know, dude. It's it's hilarious. Um, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Shout out Lovey. He's gonna probably be a DC next year somewhere. Maybe the Vikings. Hey, bring that beard up here. You'll survive in the winter. Let's go. I want, I want to see that. Skull. Other game I wanted to touch on, uh, which also gets a big shout out, uh, and I think you have to tell the story, is the Lions Packers <gasps> and Dan Campbell. We're texting, right? Like, we are literally texting in the morning, right? Like, trying to figure out bets for our parlay and, you know, what do we want to do? And, uh, you know, Dwyer's like, hey, I'm really feeling Lions plus four and a half. And that's obviously something I picked, right? And, you know, I was like, gosh, do I throw it on there? Because I had totally forgotten. Honestly, I had totally fucking forgotten about the whole Seahawks angle. <laughs> and yeah. so they were playing before, and you're like, I don't know if I should pick them. Or Dwyer was like, I don't know if I should pick them. Because uh, if – I forgot the scenario. But if, like, Seattle won, then the Lions have nothing to play for. And you replied almost immediately with – I said, dude, it, it was a Dan Campbell probably quote, and it turned out to be an actual Dan Campbell Correct. quote. <laughs> uh, I said, if we ain't going to the playoffs, neither of these motherfuckers, probably Dan Campbell. And that's exactly what he said. They interviewed him on the side. Like, hey, what was your motivation going into the night? We're going to knock the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. It's yeah. so beautiful. Right. Like, and you knew, and as you said, you knew he was going to say that, right? Like, we're going to bite some fucking kneecaps. We're going to take these bitches down with us. Like, all this shit. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what they did, man. Like, you could tell they were motivated as fuck to beat that team and shut them down for the year. And I think they're going to, I don't know, this isn't a hot take. I've heard it a lot, but they're going to be a problem. They do. They they have the potential to be a problem. Yeah. They're also the Detroit Lions. There's been flashes in the pan before. They they should have been a problem when they had Kelvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford for That's seven fair. years. That's fair. Right. They should have been a problem with Barry Sanders. But for some reason, that organization is cursed. Whatever. I don't. I know that there's an actual curse behind it, but like they are for like legitly cursed. Like there's been good teams and extremely good players to go to Detroit, and it's just never worked out. Yeah. That's fair. But. I think that maybe I said it last week on here, dude. Dan Campbell wanted to be the Detroit Lions head coach. Everybody else, Matt Patricia, he, uh, uh, Patriots way, we're going to, no, you just took the job. Yep. Dan Campbell wants to be the Detroit Lions head coach. Like he's proud to be the Detroit Lions head coach, which you should be in any job. Right. But, he loves it, and he played for the Lions, and he is that tough-nosed dude. Like, I don't know a lot of, like, competitive people. If you go back and you're like, hey, Dan Campbell's your head coach at anything, wouldn't you be like, fuck yeah. Right. Like, he believes in his guys. Like, he really believes, like, we got the best guys. He can play the underdog angle every week. Like, I love it. And, like, the Lions are, like, the lovable losers of football. Like, you're like, come on, Lions. Like, right. All of America was cheering for the Lions on 100%, Sunday night. 100%, man. And for his nose. I mean, I hope that survived. I hope he doesn't have frostbite. But, yeah, like, we were all – I mean, everybody was. Obviously, we were, right, because we're Vikings yeah. fans. And anytime the Packers lose, it's great. But, I mean, I hadn't felt that positive about a game 
probably since the Vikings came back down 33, right? Like I was that excited to see them beat the Packers and do it that way when they had nothing to play for, just a bunch of tough dudes out there, like you said, giving it their all. Fucking take them down. Honestly, okay, Jamal Williams, we talked about it. We knew he was going to have a big game going back to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. They cut him, didn't want him. He's back. He ran for two touchdowns. Not only was Dan Campbell's play calling like the 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 little gif of the guy from um, South Park pu- pushing his balls oh, in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. That was Dan Campbell on Sunday night. But they they had nothing to lose. Nope. That was the whole thing. Like that's that situation. Hey, we're done tonight, anyways. Like yep. when we get back to Detroit, it's over. We're gonna go for it. They yeah. called their best second and 17 play or third and 17 play and holy shit was it their best like it was perfect yep a, a bubble screen from the or a tunnel screen from the slant guy hook and ladder yeah like what no <laughs> one saw that coming it's was like oh my awesome. god how beautiful and then i love the fourth down call because i hate and i as a football guy i hate when it's fourth and one and everybody gets into muddle huddles. I hate when it's 11 on 11 right there. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? So what do the Lions do? They go empty, five wide. And it's so easy, dude. You just look for the biggest piece of grass, get two yards, and I'm throwing the ball there. Yep. That's all they did. Like, it's yep. so comical. And it was perfect. It yeah. was so perfect. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. the Packers also, they took themselves out of the game, dude. Pushing the the uh, trainer. Jesus. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. And, and, like, the best part of that whole situation was the the shot of him walking down the tunnel. Oh, my God. Like crying, like, I didn't even do anything, man. Like a three-year-old. <laughs> like, my kids act like that when I send them to their room, right? And this is a grown-ass man making a huge mistake on national television. I'm just a baby. Yeah. And he literally did say, like, you can read his lips. He said, I didn't even do anything. Yeah. And it's like, yes, he issued an apology. All that shit's great. But, dude, I think I don't ever like to critique, like, um, college athletes or high school athletes, but I will critique the shit out of professional athletes because they're getting paid very handsomely to be there and to do that job. And that's a job everybody in the world wants. And if you're going to be there, you got to be able to handle it. That was bonehead. And the funniest thing, he was one tackle away from setting the Packers single season tackles record (laughs) as a rookie. Oh, what an idiot. What a moron. Like an idiot sandwich. That's beautiful. But, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was the last thing I had on my recap too. So I'm glad we hit that. Also shout out to Mar, dude. Yes. Yeah. Well, great seeing him recover. Side note on that game or side okay. bar. Uh, will we see Rogers in a Packers uniform again? I don't think so. I don't either. I hope not. Right. I just, you know, the, if he, if he plays that whole wish, you know, flip flop, I'm not sure what, like, God, the Packers as an organization, you have to finally stand up for yourself and be like, well, even if you want to come back, we don't fucking want you back. And we're just going to trade your rights and you can go play for some other team or not. We don't give a fuck. Like we're done. 
Right. Like, move on. Quit dealing with that bullshit. Let's put it in the universe right now. Where do you think he's going? I'm going to throw it out there. I think he's going to Vegas. Yeah, it's definitely an option. There's Sam Fran. I don't. I think Sam Fran is doing too well, and they're too deep. So they got Trey Lance. They obviously Garoppolo's moving on at the end of the year. He's a free agent, and then they got this Brock Pretty kid who hasn't lost a damn game yet. So Sam Fran's in their own conundrum with guys that are going to be there for a minute as rookies. Or well, I think Trey Lance is in his second year. But yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, that was. That was everybody's thought for Brady, too. I think Brady stays put, but I think the Raiders are terrible, too. They go all out on Rodgers, and they get him here with Devon or get him out there with Devontae or whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That would be good. That would be uh, an interesting take, and obviously, yeah, just get him the fuck out of the NFC. Let him go up against those uh, other big dogs often, against Mahomes, Allen, all them, all that, Burrow. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Go, yeah. Be a, go be a bitch in the AFC, dude. With also, your, before we move on, with your dumb did you back. did you see the that uh, Pat Mahomes is the oldest starting quarterback in the playoffs in the AFC at twenty seven years old? God. Oh, Ben, <laughs> I was feeling good. That's so frustrating. Yeah, no, I mean, I know as a Vikings fan, right, like an FC guy, like those guys are young and going to be good over there for a long time. That's all that means. Yep, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why it's like frustrating is I, I just ripped off like three quarterback names and, uh, you know, you could throw in Lamar if you want, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And they're all, yeah, they're just going to be loaded for a while. But let me play a little devil's advocate here. Okay, you know okay. where that's also huge is I think athletes are getting better, right? We've seen less and less quarterback busts over the last couple of years. There's been a couple. I think more of it's – I think we can really go and blame it on scheme, right? Like the Ravens totally redid their offense so Lamar could be good. Sure. Like if you put the quarterback in a scheme to succeed, they will. I think that's huge for teams like the Vikings who are going to be drafting at the end of rounds, hopefully for a while, because the guys at the top aren't going to be needing quarterbacks, right? Like sure. you hope, like, because they'll have younger quarterbacks and then yeah. the middle group and then towards the top. So hopefully the Vikings right there in the middle towards the top, they'll be able to get somebody pretty decent over the next couple of years. It's a beautiful spin. I like it. Thank you. So, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for getting me back. You're welcome. I was Back spiraling. Even. I was spiraling there. Yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, and this is kind of an upcoming thing, uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. No, Friday. No, Saturday. Uh, Cod League qualifiers for the second major. You didn't know that. I dropped a surprise bomb on you there. Rocker yeah. sitting in fifth place. No, you don't give a shit. I'm just kidding. I know you do. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a little video game nerdage for everybody. Uh, Call of Duty League. It's pretty dope. Watch these guys like, yeah. No, I just, have you, like, so you do follow, like, the Rocker? Like, I think that's a sick mascot, too. It's really cool. It, I don't know what it is. It's like a Viking, uh, evil, like, god-looking thing. Yeah. It's a dope logo, and I like the colors. Yeah. 
True, um, true north. But yeah, if you play so those, pro- go ahead. I'm proud of you for knowing all that stuff, dude. I don't think I didn't look it up. I definitely looked it up. Well, would you would you Google interesting Minnesota things happening or no, what? Cod League. I mean, I fo- oh. I follow the rocker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I think it's a trip, like watching because you know they'll tweet out like the clips, right? Of you know playing hard point or domination and like somebody going on you know a mez like streak running six you know six yeah. on one and they just rip through that other team and it's just like Jesus Christ, this is it's fun to watch. I'll just put it that yeah. way, right? Like it's fun to watch. Um, I get it a little bit, right? From uh, for Jack, for my son, uh, I get the the excitement of watching somebody else play video games because when you do it, you realize, man, that's that takes a lot of skill and or a lot of training, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, right. that takes place this weekend. Opening matches against the Boston Breach. So go rocker. Uh, how do we watch that? YouTube. Yeah, they stream it. I'm sure Twitch, YouTube. Probably on ESPN. The Ape website. The Ocho. Yeah, the Ocho. Bring back the Ocho. Shout out. Uh, yeah, so that's my little recap preview of the weekend. And obviously we'll do more of a preview when we get into bets, but should we get yeah. – uh, you want to go to the next segment? Yeah, dude, I'm excited for this. I really am. All right, you want to you wanna introduce it or you want me to? Last week we tried to rank shit. Which we, went well, which it did. It did go well. It did, but obviously I think, you know, I, as with anything, you kind of start to learn um, yeah. some, some things you liked about it, some things you didn't. And I think one of the things that we both were a little eh about was the fact that, you know, I took some of your guys, right? And, you know, so you like, you had already said everything and, you know, you you don't have much to say. So we figured let's do a draft. Yeah. Like let's draft shit. So like if you pick something – you know, we can both comment on it, but then it's off the board. Other person can't take it. Correct. Um, so what do we want to draft this week? Um, so we have like a running list going of like things we wanted to list. And so today, and we did we decide rounds. I like how we're doing this real professionally as we're going. We had text back and forth about how many rounds we were gonna do. I think we decided on ten. Okay, good. Okay, I thought so. I thought so too. All right, so we're going to do 10 rounds back and forth, just us two, of the greatest sports movies of all time. Snake draft or just Ooh. back and forth? Yeah, let's do it. Snake draft. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. Wow. Because I went first last week, and I took okay. your number one. So I'm going to let you go first. So, yeah, we're, we're drafting 10. It's essentially a starting lineup and your closer. Yeah. Um, wow. I was putting a one here. So number one, I think it's the easiest sports movie to take. And I, if this probably doesn't come off the board, number one, what well, it might be very different outside the state of Minnesota, but I'm going with miracle. Okay. Tell me why. Like, why? What's what's the, what's the um, rub for dude, you? Dude, I don't think there's a lot better sports movies. Obviously, I think it's the best one. Uh, and I'm a football guy. But to, I guess, just know the history of that team. And, again, we beat Russia. Right? <laughs> 
So, uh, but it's just so good. And it's, you know, like so many good one-liners. Why do you play college hockey? Isn't it obvious for the girls? You know, like it's so good, dude. And it's such a, uh, Herb Brooks is such a legend in the state of Minnesota and so many Minnesota guys on that team. And it's just, um, I know I'm not a hockey player. Uh, family is, uh, my uncle Ken was a big hockey guy, but it's just like such a point of pride in Minnesota is hockey too. And it's like that, that was like Minnesota beating the Russians again. Like we did it twice. We did it in, at Lake Placid in 1980 and then TJ Oshie 2016. Like, so I think that's why it's number one. It's a great movie. I'm pretty sure Kurt Russell's RIP'd as well. Um, but, uh, I mean, and one of the best like motivational speeches of all time put into cinematic form. It's great, dude. It's so good. Yeah. And I guess from my perspective, right. It's one of the greatest sporting moments I think in history. Yes. Right. Uh, if, if you had anybody do that, that's, if that's not up there, they're just, in my opinion, automatically wrong, right? Your opinion right. is wrong. Um, and they didn't fuck the movie up. No. Which which matters to me, right? I'm a, I'm a big movie TV guy. I like good movies. I like good TV. I like good music. Like, that stuff matters to me. And so, like, when you put out a shitty one of something like that, that taints it for me. And in my opinion, like, that movie was done so well all the way through, right? Yeah, I'm sure there was some corny stuff in there, you know, but it inspired, like, remember it went viral? Like, after the movie had come out with some kid recant, you know, redoing the the Herb Brooks speech, right, about, you know, they might beat us 99 times or, you know, nine out of, whatever it is, but not tonight, you know? You know, and again, you know, it just fires you up, right? Like, I love Rocky. Rocky's a great movie, but that's also corny as hell. Yeah. And this movie wasn't that, right? It was just a really, really, really well done movie on the greatest sporting, you know, one of the greatest sporting moments in history. And they knocked it out of the fucking park. Absolutely. And I mean, if you if you're listening to this and you don't, you're like, what the hell is miracle? Team USA in the 1980 Olympics fielded a team of amateurs. They only played college kids. And the Russians were all pros and they beat them and you watch the movie and they got smoked by the Russians in like a exhibition game earlier. And that was like, you know, the USSR and like the cold war, all that shit was happening. And so there's just so much like American pride in that too. Like for a minute, like hockey was America's favorite sport and there, you know, there's iconic pictures of them throwing the sticks and the yeah. gloves in the air, man. Do you and, believe in miracles, all that shit. That makes you shit yeah. think that, like, life is scripted when moments like that occur, right? Correct. Everything was done, like, perfectly. And you're really kind in explaining the situation because I thought you were going to say, if you don't know what miracle is and what it's referring to, uh, you can just stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> You're probably not also enjoying fair. this. Shut it off. Shut it Just off. Turn right it off. Now. I'm cool with that. We'll see you later. Find something else to listen to. All right. Happy Friday. Yeah. Good luck getting back to even. All right. My number one 
is is also a great movie. It's done really well, super quotable. Uh, that kind of goes through the like the challenges of life, the challenges of that game, the idiosyncrasies of that game, and really like get you to fall in love with that game for what it is outside of the top level. So my number one sports movie and has been for a while. And it's one of my favorite movies is Bull Durham. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, dude, it's just minor league baseball and they're pros. I get that, but they're not pros, right? Like they're Correct. just guys, right. That are scraping by and you get to learn like all the idio, you know, the unwritten rules of baseball and just, you know, it puts people's egos in check and you, you know, it, it's perfect. Right. And there's like so many quotes from that movie that I just fucking love. And I'm going to read one. Um, and it's when, so there's Nuke Lelouch, who's like this big up and coming pitcher, He's supposed to be this stud and this journeyman catcher. Who's like been in the minors for 15, 20 years and they're competing over this woman. And this woman like asks them like to essentially audition to be on a date with her. And the old guy stands up, you know, and he's like, I'm out of here. And she's like, where the fuck you going? He's like, I don't believe in auditioning anymore. I've been around for too long. She's like, well, what do you believe in? It's a great monologue. Okay. And he says, and I quote, well, I believe in the soul, the cock, the pussy, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, that novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Har Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore porn, opening presents on Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. And then he walks the fuck out. <laughs> it's perfect, man. The whole movie's perfect. And the, the advice he gives to that pitcher, you know, of just about, like, get out of your fucking head and throw the ball and listen to yeah. your catcher. Like, you're not all that good. Like, when he gives up a bomb, he goes out there and insults him. It's just, I don't know. It's ba That movie is baseball to me and will always be baseball to me because I never played at a higher level. So, Right. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, that's not even on my list, so congrats. I've got a lot. I, I feel like I will have a lot that are not on your list, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that's good. All right, back to you. Uh, so my second is sticks with baseball, right? It's uh, clearly a little bit of a theme for me. Yeah. And so I'm going to go major league. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um. That first major league, dude, with all these ragtag guys coming against their owner, like, it's so fucking good. There's, it's just so, it's, it's so good. It's corny as hell. The baseball yep. scenes are awful. Roger Dorn's a douche. I get it. But it's funny. And if you're into baseball, like, yeah, I don't know. You can't help but not laugh at that constantly. One of my favorite quotable movies, dude. Like, it's so this guy here is dead. Cross him off then. <laughs> like it's just so good. And then like the opening scenes, it's too high. Too high. Who gives a shit? It's gone. Who gives a shit? It's <laughs> like, gone. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so good. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, I love it. That's, that was, that was up there for me. So that's a shot, but that's, that's a good pick. That's a good, I'm surprised. I mean, most, most drafts, that's probably going in the first round. So. 100%. All right. Um, so then for me, pick number two, uh, kind of a, you know, you'll see it. Sorry. Probably, you'll see a theme from me here as well. Um, but uh, I go with the replacements. Um, so it's a great movie. It is Keanu Reeves. Um, it's just so good. I'm talking, it's kind of like the same. It's, it's basically the football version of major league, I feel yep. right. Yeah. Um, there's a, a strike in pro football and they bring in these ragtag guys. And, um, but the ending scene is like, you know, what you, what you dream of, you know, and it's kind of like, we were just talking about the lions. They were playing the Cowboys essentially, and they had all crossed the line and they were back on the team. So they're playing a full NFL team and, um, you know, they're like, there is no tomorrow for you guys. And they, they won the game. Right. But there's a lot of good quotable uh, lines in that movie as well. It's hilarious all the way through. I mean, the only real like serious part is the end, you know, when Shane Falco comes back and sure. I mean, the, uh, what is the line when he gets in the huddle, you know, like, uh, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, so good. Um, but yeah, I, I also have like a really special connected memory with that movie. The first time when I was coaching at Grenada, the first time we took and only time we took a team to the second round of playoffs the night before that game, uh, I had the whole team together and we watched that movie. And uh, as we were playing like the at, uh, number three team in state, and I was like, you guys are the replacements. <laughs> and so, um, and we had fun and they like, and it was perfect because there was that perfect generational gap where they'd never seen that movie. Yeah. And none of, you know, and they thought it was funny. And then at the end is like, you know, what are you going to do when there's no tomorrow? And so, nope, that's my, that's my number two. Um, coming back around. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm trying to think of like where you're going to be too. No, so, just rank your 10. No, I know. But like, I want, I like, I want stuff that. on my team here. I could have done right? that. And I thought about doing that, but I went with my uh, top two. Yeah. So my third overall, any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, another football movie, Jamie Foxx. Um, who else? I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yep. Uh, that's a pretty star-studded cast as well. There's a, there's a, I, LL Cool J's in that movie. I mean, um, it's a great movie. Um, it's kind of like a real kind of look at professional football through a cinematic view. I think like, sure. especially in that times, right? Like there was, that's definitely what it was probably like. Like they showed guys like shooting up in the locker room and there was juice heads and, um, you know, core zone shots, you know, to keep guys going. And, um, but the, I think the reason I love any given Sunday and you guys can look it up on yourself, the best 
fake inspirational speech of all time. The, is it the press conference with Al Pacino? It's well, it's like a kind of like a montage thing, but like he's going through, he's in the locker room and he's yes. like, you know, I've made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. Yep. I pissed away all my money. Uh, you know, I chased off anyone who's ever loved me and he just keeps going and it is so good. And then, you know, when it comes down to a fight, it's a game of inches and the guy who's willing to die for that inch is going to win that fight. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. Like the inches we need are everywhere around us. Right. Yeah. You know, every, yeah. Every break of the game, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, that's a, that is a great, great fucking speech without a doubt. Yeah. And I love that. So, one. That was definitely on my list. Didn't know if I was going to get to that one or not, but mm, all right. All right. So your, your miracle replacements any given Sunday. Yep. So you went hockey and two football. I went to baseball and now I'm going to stack it with two football movies. Oh boy. So for my third is varsity blues. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> Which, look, that is that is purely I grew up and that movie came out when I grew up, right? Like, the, the acting is terrible. Like, it's the Dawson's Creek guy. He's not a good actor, right? But if you no. were around that age when that movie came out, right, and it's the backup quarterback, you know, the stud goes down, backup comes in, he's a hero, gets... You know, the the whole fucking whipped cream thing. The You know, oh. they go to the strip club. You know, like, they're it's just Texas high school football. Very glorified, right? Yes. On a very glorified level. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my number three. James Vanderbeek and Paul Walker. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That is, I mean... It's hilarious too. Tweeter, right? Billy Bob, like you're too fat, Billy Bob. You're too slow, Billy Bob. You're too dumb, Billy Bob. And he's shooting all his youth football trophies, like it is. And he's got Billy Bob on his jersey on the back, and everybody else says their last names. It is so good, but it is such. I mean, it's like you said, it's glorified Texas football. Like somebody said, let's make a movie making fun of Texas football. And they did it, but then it turned out to actually be like halfway yep. good. Yeah. Well, and then it's got the whole There Goes My Hero song in it. Right. Oh, you Foo know, Fighters, shout out. Just great soundtrack. You know, it was a very modern soundtrack, right? The, again, like the whole My Teacher is a is a stripper and we met her yeah. at the street. You know, like they almost kill Billy Bob because he's got a concussion and they won't let him come out of the game. Right. And they're fighting the coach. Like it's terrible. It's trashy, but it also. As you can tell, right? Like, we're smiling ear to ear talking about how ridiculous yeah. that movie is. Um, so then for my fourth is the, uh, I guess you would call it, like, the real-life depiction of Texas football. You son of a bitch. And that's Friday Night Lights. With, uh, yeah, Tim McGraw, Billy Bob Thornton, right? Uh, I, I don't know the actor's name, but what's his character's name? Booby? Right, Booby's Booby the running back, Booby Miles, right? Um, and just the pressure those kids face, you know, but also the glory that they have, right? The pride that they take, the work that they put in, the struggles of, like, you know, 
parents, you know, and the pressure that they put on them and like, it's just a really, really, really well done movie. Um, right up there, you know, like you said with miracle, right? Like it's just, it's done well and yeah. executed well. And it, you know, it inspires you and frustrates you. It, you know, makes you angry, makes you sad, like all those things, right? Like all the emotion of it is real and raw and yeah, that was my number four. I, I honestly, I, and I, I ranked that fourth cause I thought that would have been gone. Uh, it's, I mean, it's solid. I could have probably waited on the replacements, but you never know. You know, you never know when you're doing these drafts. <laughs> um, but a uh, fun fact of Friday night lights, Lee Jackson, he is the actor who plays Christian Ivory preacher okay. in, in the movie. He's actually a high school football coach in Texas. And wow. uh, we've, we've linked up on Twitter before. And I mean, it's pretty, pretty wild. Uh, but he actually, I mean, he played college football and it's just, it happened to be that he's trying to get into acting. And so when you watch those football movies, like a lot of people don't look like they know what's going Correct. on, right? Like yep. they're actors, they're not football players, but right. he did. And that, I mean, it's just kind of cool, but that is such a good movie. And the people, the amount of people that cross over from the movie to the TV show is pretty wild too. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of that. So the coach's wife is Julie Taylor, the coach's wife in the show too. Billy Bob Thornton's yeah. wife in the movie. She plays, she plays the wife in the show. And then Lila Garrity's dad, he is like the big booster yep. also in the movie. Yep. And I know there's a couple others, but those are the two that, that stick out. But that's such, it's so good. That is so good. And the show is awesome too. Right, Texas it forever. So that probably impacted it a little bit for me too. But neither here nor yeah. there. Still want to be Tim Riggins when I grow up. <laughs> um. So I'm going back to back. So I'm going to run it like this. So my number four is going to be Hardball. Ooh. Yep. Or do you mean Moneyball? No. Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Okay. Right. I love it when you call me Big Pa. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was just a big staple movie for us. Probably watched that about a hundred times in your parents' basement with your brother. Okay. We loved that movie, dude. That was it. Was just good. Um. Yeah, it's just a good movie. And then, kind of like the same premise, uh, we're gonna go with Mighty Ducks, the first one. Yep. Yep. I just watched that last night. So good. So good. Gordon Bombay, Charlie Conway. This is a great movie. It great is. movie. It is. Uh, yeah, Jack doesn't play hockey, but loves that movie. Right? Uh, you got the, you know, made Cake Eater famous. Oh, right? yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of starts to real understand what a Dinah is. She's a bunch of these bunch of these rich pricks, right? Um, yeah, I mean, and, and glorified the state of Minnesota, right? Like the whole thing was shot here, uh, right? Uh, you know, I will say there's some ridiculousness in it, obviously, uh, but the most ridiculous scene um, is after they kind of like get their gear and they recruit like the big tough kid who can't skate, and they're going to teach him how to skate. 
So they all get on the rollerblades and they start in the skyways of downtown Minneapolis. And yeah, then no, this that's great. That's so <laughs> apparently, good. Apparently, these I don't know, we'll just call them twelve year olds, right? Because they're in peewees, and I think that's about as old as you can be in peewees. You know, maybe ten. They yeah. they rollerblade from downtown Minneapolis to Minnehaha Falls, which is four miles away, and then right. back to Lake Calhoun, which is five miles the other direction, <laughs> and. If I'm not mistaken, do they not rollerblade through Camp Snoopy at the Mall of America? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Which is 30 miles away. Just, I mean, just shredding the streets of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Metro all day, apparently. Uh, it was sunlight yeah. the whole time. Uh, fun fact, in the winter up here, the sun is only out for like 38 minutes. Right. <laughs> so not only do they have incredible stamina, but they're fucking fast. <laughs> you got to be moving, dude. I mean, from Lake Calhoun, I'm going to do it right now. I just want to know. Down, from well, Lake downtown Calhoun, Minneapolis is further north. So go Minneapolis okay. to Mall of America. Yeah, let's just go Target Center to give us a good starting point to the Mall of America. It's a uh, quick 16-minute drive. It says it's 11 miles. So, But if you were walking, they said it would take you three hours and 23 minutes, Google does, to walk there safely. So it's a 59-minute bike ride. So, Well, bikes only have two wheels. Rollerblades have eight. So That's true. (laughs) Divide that by eight. Just kidding. Yeah. So, it, but again, just awesome as when you're growing up, like seeing that movie, like these, you know, because it was about kids, right? Most movies you see are not about kids. So, right. When you see that and you see like that uh, put on a big screen, you can't help but just like get super jacked about it. Yeah. That was on my For list. For sure. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, for my fifth, I'm gonna go. White man can't jump. It's a little, little past my time. I have seen it. It Before doesn't make my list, but it's a good one. It is a good one. Great movie. Streetball, New York City, Woody Harrelson, uh, Wesley Snipes. Um, God, what's the what's the what's the the girlfriend's name? I forget. Um, starts out as a hustle. But in the end, like, you know, Woody Harrelson ends up getting hustled by his partner, right, and loses everything. Like, just so good, right? And it's two-on-two basketball. It's nothing but, like, dunks. Hey, he loses all his money because he, he can't dunk. <laughs> right. And he bets it all that he can. Um, But dunks, alley-oops, ridiculous. You know, and he's getting disrespected because he's the only white guy out there. Just a great – It's just it's just a good basketball movie. Gets you pumped up. And there's basketball in it. And it's like exciting basketball. Right. It's absurd because Wesley Snipes can't do what he's doing. But, again, it's mo- it's a movie. We're going to suspend our, uh, our belief physics. in reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then number six, I'm going the same lot. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it's obviously on my list, but. Um... So that was my Mighty Ducks version. Right. It's 
You know, you yeah. got it's the same kind of concept, right? It's 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 a movie about kids, right? And like the passion that they have and underdogs and they, you know, coming up and you know, seeing their you know, Wendy Pfefferkorn and you know Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a great movie. It's a great movie. It could have been yeah, higher on my list, honestly. But I, this is where also like I feel it's kind of interesting, like us going because we didn't we didn't talk about this. Correct. Is I didn't know where you were going to go with this, right? Like, were you going to go like funny, serious, um, more skewed for movies like when you grew up or the classics, right? And so it was, I was kind of trying to put together a list based on that, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going with my top 10. And if he picks one off of it, he picks one off of it. That's life. And I listed out way. 30 fucking movies, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I did like uh, 21, I think I got listed here. Yeah, 21. So um, so now, I like, the way we're doing this, because this is a draft, so I'm like, okay, who am I going to get some good draft value on later? Right? <laughs> like, I probably, I know I have some movies ranked higher than you have that movie. Like, I can guarantee it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this is my pick number six, probably number one for a lot of people, but I got to take it here. Otherwise, it's going to be gone. Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, didn't even make my fucking list. Wow. Could you imagine make, getting Michael Jordan in the sixth round, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you didn't clarify. I thought maybe you were talking about LeBron's version. Never seen it, never will. <laughs> Not that it's a dig on LeBron, but it's a terrible don't redo. Oh, I'm sure you've yeah, you've seen it. So you're saying no. it's terrible. It's awful. don't redo that. No. Don't that's nope. good. That's an American classic that every kid in America saw. I mean, I don't know, it's probably I don't know. When when do you think that came out? 96, 97? No. Uh earlier? Uh, 94. Five-ish, 96, 95, 96. I mean, it was after the baseball stint, right? Yeah, because they played that the into the movie. Stint. Now I got to look this up because, yeah. Uh, was released in 1996, so it was made in 95-ish, right? Okay, so I was five years old. I yep. still remember going to that movie in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... That's how good that was, dude. Yeah. That was big. Um, but I was a big Bulls fan at the time, too, right? They were rolling five years old, six years old. My grandma Shelly, she I had a I had the red and the black jerseys of Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan. I had six Bulls jerseys. She used to buy them on QVC for me all the time. And uh so no, that's a I mean six Space Jam. I it was up there. Right, like it was in consideration, and I did right. so. I, you know, you've you've listened to me talk to some of my friends. I separate out weird things from my brain, like when I come when it comes to ranking. Right, like I don't put comedies in my favorite TV shows. I don't put rap music in my favorite music. I don't know why. Right, just, it's weird like that. And Space Jam was definitely one that kind of like got put on a shelf off to the side, but it's a fantastic movie, right? Like I've watched it a hundred times now with my kids again and it's good, man. Like Jordan and like all the cartoons and they did it really well at a time when it hadn't been done and Bill Murray's in it. Like you can't yeah. forget about that guy, that fucking goat, like two goats 
in there and you know making fun of all the fucking all you know the all the monsters and who they those players were is great is great it is a great movie i'll give you that good pick and i don't know if they did it during the last dance documentary but somewhere i distinctively remember hearing about the pickup basketball games between nba all-stars while that movie was being filmed yeah i think they mentioned it yeah yeah which is just kind of like another like spinoff but like then there's like little clips of this like shitty movie theater gym, right? And they're yep. all the NBA All Stars are playing each other, and Michael's still going hard. Hundred percent, he's the goat. Um, so now I mean, so now I'm at seven, and I don't, I don't think you're gonna take another pick of mine. So I'm gonna go with my favorite. I got four left. I'm gonna go draft day. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I would not have taken that. It's honestly probably higher for me. And I do have this, I do have a weird thing. I watch it the night before the NFL draft every year, that Wednesday night. I love that fucking movie. All right. Okay. Kevin Costner, dude, he can be John Dutton one day and he can be throwing baseballs in Bull. He's in Bull Durham too, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's the catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure I was the same guy. And then he can be the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Like, how versatile, right? Tin cup, all that, right? He can bodyguard Uh, Whitney Houston. You name it, right? Yeah. I mean, God, he's the best. But it's just a good movie. Um, It's it's extremely um, played out. Like, I don't think, like, first off, you're not going to trade the next four years draft picks in the morning and then call the GM back and be like, I want all my picks back. You know, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's a solid little movie. Uh, I love it, but, um, yeah. So I'm going draft day number seven. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I, uh, as much as I will like, am willing to like suspend my belief, right in reality for some things sometimes i can't and when i was watching that right i just kept being like this i get the idea i get the concept they tried to make a movie out of something that i think is super interesting but they had to like pump in fake drama and it it yeah just to me it didn't bite right it didn't work um i yeah i i didn't enjoy it I, i hated that fucking note thing yeah, Vontae Mack, no matter what, dude. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, <sighs> so, yeah, I no, didn't love I'm, it. I'm with you, but I will share a funny story because I, I, watch, I watch or listen to the Pat McAfee show a bunch, and he just talked about this when they were talking about the Lovey Smith draft pick stuff. So when Pat McAfee was in college, he got arrested outside of a bar for a public intoxication. Yeah. And he the when he was going through the draft stuff, and I mean, I'm sure he was at some kind of a combine. So I don't know if kickers and punters actually go to the NFL combine, but he was at one. And one of the GMs or the scouts asked him, were you out with your teammates? And he's like, oh, I don't know if I should get into that, you know, whatever. He's like, I just need to know, were you with your teammates or were you with other people? No one's getting in trouble. And Pat's like, yeah, I was with my teammates. 
And then he saw his draft profile later once he got drafted by the Colts. And the top thing on his on his deal was good locker room guy spends time with teammates, arrested with teammates. Wow. So the Bo Callahan story, you know, where they no one came to his birthday party, right? Where they play that up. Like that's a real scenario sure. that they look at. Like, hey, when you were arrested in college, were you at least with your teammates? Right. So yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, there's there's truth in all of that. It just was yeah. too much. Uh, Absolutely. For me when I watched it and like, uh, as much as we want to love on Kevin Costner um, and respect his work, his body of work. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not buying him and Jennifer Garner. You don't think he pulled it off? No, not at that time. <laughs> now that he's got that Yellowstone swag, maybe, but back then, no. Uh, maybe but- <laughs> in the off season, dude, he's got a ranch in Montana. You don't know, okay? These are the things that throw me off, right? Like he just, yeah, wouldn't have worked back then. But neither here nor there. All right. So there's your, yeah, your. I'm at seven, yeah. six, yep. seven. So. All right, my seven, uh, sticking with football, you want to guess? You want to give a guess? Waterboy. Nah, the program. Oh, Oh. you know, I'm kind (laughs) of bummed I didn't have that on my list, honestly. Wow. Yeah, you know, but I made the list, and I was like, yeah, that's good. And then, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But that's really, that's like around your time. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know when it came out, but it had to be like when I was in high school or just went into college. But yeah, it was like the first look into like college football, right? Because college football was a thing. Yeah. But it wasn't a thing, right? Like it is now. And you, you know, you get this behind the peak look at Florida State University, right? That's right. The, that's the idea. I think it's Eastern State or some bullshit, but the exact same colors, right? Stud quarterback, like, stud defense right it's essentially when Dion was playing there yep right you know but obviously all the characters are made up and hiked up and you know fucking got that roid rage yeah you got the roid rage defensive lineman Joe Cade's the quarterback like he's got a drinking problem and you know takes a girl on motorcycle rides in like fucking gravel pits you know there's there's illegal recruiting bribes like it's it's all of it, and you're just sitting there going, is this what college athletics is like? Get the fuck so, out of here. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to ask, okay? Because when you were – if that came out when you were going to college, yep. did that did that pop into your head was, is this what college athletics is like? Because there was a show that came out our senior year of high school called Blue Mountain State. Yep. And your brother and I were both going to play college football. And you can bet our dumb asses. We thought maybe there's a little truth to this thing. And that's what college football is like. And when you go play college football in Mitchell, South Dakota, it's not. <laughs> Tell you that right now. <laughs> so I'll say this. I'll say this. Yes. Uh, but it's probably for a different reason. So I came out in 93. So well before oh, I graduated high school. Right. Yeah. But I was, you know, freshman in high school, you know, like that's when you're watching this. 
right? And you're seeing this shit and you're impressionable. And guess what else? We don't have fucking internet. So we can't look shit up. We have no idea if any of this shit is true. We're seeing this on the big screen being like, holy shit, this must be a documentary. Yeah. (laughs) Right? We don't know anybody in college. We have no reference points, right, other than this movie. And you see that and you're like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. As you said, it's not what it's like. But that movie, it's up there. And so, and I will give a shout out, Brandon T.C., does not watch movies, does not watch TV. That's one of his favorites. It should be. Yep, 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 I mean, yep, for yep. a guy like PC, yeah, that should be one of his favorite movies. That's a good one, Jeff. Good on you. All right, my number eight, uh, Caddyshack. Good one. Had to throw a comedy in there. Um, like a legit comedy. Uh, yeah, Bill Murray, GOAT, right? Shout out to him. Chevy Chase, GOAT. Like, those guys are comedic geniuses. The golf is hilarious, right? right? But, you know, there's so much that comes in, you know, the fucking, the Noonan when he's putting, you know, today, right? And then, you know, Bill Murray's hole, you know, so I, I'm I'm looping for the Dalai Lama, right? And, yeah. <laughs> you know, just that whole scene, right? And the gopher, all that stuff. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. And it also might be the first place I think I ever saw a boob. So there's that. I was going to say that about any, any given Sunday. I think that's probably the first time I saw a boob. Shout out. Boobs. No, shout out. Shout out boobs tonight, dude. <laughs> Good job, boobs. You made an impression. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, funny because I didn't know until I saw that movie and I was out of high school. But when we were in high school, the coaches always used to yell, Noonan. At us. Yeah. Like when we were doing something, sure. I had no clue what the hell that was. Sure. And then I saw Caddyshack, and then guess what I did? Noonan. Right? Yeah. Like, well, and it's, you know, like you don't realize what it is. It's the kid's name, right? They're just right. yelling his name, but it sounds so ridiculous that you think it's like somebody chirping at him and like trying to get in his head. And like we morphed that in college. So like anytime a ground ball was hit to an infielder, our entire dugout, like when he would field it, we'd go, right? Like trying to get him to bobble it. And then when he was about to throw it, we'd go, (laughs) so like our whole dugout's making sound effects at the other team as they're trying to field the ball. Again, inspired by Noonan. Right. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Um, I'm sure this movie is not on your list. Actually, I can almost guarantee it. Uh oh. Days of Thunder. You motherfucker, that was my number 10. Oh, damn. Dude, yes, why would you cool. guarantee that? That was like in my prime. Let me out of yeah. the car, Cole. Let me out of the car. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a, oh, that's a great, it's a great movie. God um, damn it, Ben. I used to watch Days of Thunder on repeat as a kid. Dude. Um, I loved NASCAR when I was younger, dude. And that was like, oh, my God, like kind of the same thing you thought. Like, I was like, this is behind the scenes NASCAR, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think I'm going to come in pit. Oh, I don't think now's a good time. We're eating ice cream. <laughs> eating ice cream. <laughs> like, just so good, you know. Mm-hmm. We look like a monkey fucking a football. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's great. Um, the Yeah, it's just so good. That one's... That one's up there, obviously, yeah. for me. 
Damn it. Now we get down to the nitty gritty. Might have to throw some honorable mentions in here. Oh, I've got some. Uh, but I'm going to go number nine, The Goon. Ooh. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Sean William Scott, uh, hockey player. It's hilarious. The Goon 2 is not as good. That's, uh, you know, another good quotable one. Um, just funny, mostly. Uh, you know, the doctor needs a doctor, but it's it's a good movie. Yeah, he, he plays a, a fighter in hockey, and that's what they call him is the goon. And, yeah, it's a good one. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Don't call me if it's bad. Well, and it's also, like, about him, like, trying to, like, get out of that stereotype a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, kind of, like, a different movie. I mean, I, 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 well, like there, he's trying to break a mold of himself, of himself. Yes, I guess. But like at the end he meets, you know, it's like a final duel kind of thing. They're on the road and he sees this, this guy who's the big time fighter for the other team. And they're both like in the playoffs and, you know, they meet at the diner and they say tomorrow night. Like he says, be fucking ready, kid. And he gets up and he leaves. And it's an intimidating guy. And then they just go blow for blow on the ice. And there's not much better in hockey than fighting, right? Like, so it's a good one. And he's, like, all about the team. Like, all these other guys. Like, there's a pretty significant part in the movie where they have the logo on the carpet in the locker room. And everybody else walks over the logo. And he's the last one out. And he walks around the logo. Yeah. That's just, I mean, like little things like that, right? Like make it a good sports movie where it's like, yeah, you don't step on the logo. And so, but no, it's good. So that's my, that's my number nine. All right. My nine. Tin cup. Take it. Not even on my list. Which I think, I mean, if we had to like do a recap and it's not done yet. But I think that definitively makes Kevin Costner the greatest sports movie actor in the history of time. He's in like oh. half of these fucking movies. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, what are we ranking Kevin Costner movies? <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's insane. It's yeah, insane. no, he is. He's He is probably, and it's probably going to go argumentative real quick, but he's probably the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, I'll let you say that. I mean, it's tough to argue with him. He's been in fucking everything. And he's done all these different roles. Like we just, and I used to make jokes like, like I kind of did earlier. Like, well, in the off season when he's not on the Cleveland Browns, you know, he's running a ranch in Montana and he, he was a professional baseball player and a professional golfer and he's done it all. Yeah. And I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess probably one of his greatest movies and sports movies is not your number 10. It's not. Okay. You can take it. But I'm not saying it. It's not on mine, but Field of Dreams, you know, yeah. he's a fucking, you know, he's great in that. And that's like widely considered one of the greatest like movies of all time. Right. I think it won the Academy Award for, you know, best picture that year. Great movie. James Earl Jones, him, right? Like story about, you know, trying to like, find lost time with his dad. I mean, it's just, it's fucking right. awesome. Right. Um, but when I was growing up, it just didn't hit me between the eyes it does a little more now, but again, like he's in 
everything. Yeah. He's also in for love of the game, right? Like, it, dude. I mean, I think this cements it. I feel like, without a doubt. Shout out Kevin Costner, man. Yep. This is also a Kevin Costner appreciation podcast. Yep. I've turned it into that. All right. Uh, since you took Days of Thunder from me, I'm going to go a little off the board here. Oh. And okay, go. It might be a stretch, but I'm going to get there. So my number 10 sports movie is Point Break. Okay. No. Whoa. You can take it. Such a good movie. If we were doing overall movies, that would be on my list. Point Break, right? Uh, and so uh, I'll weave it. I'll weave it in this way, right? You got the former college quarterback Johnny Utah turned played FBI at Ohio agent, State. Played at Ohio State. Blew his knee out. Uh, becomes an FBI agent. Goes undercover, right? Trying to catch the dead presidents. You know, a fucking badass group of bank robbers out in California. You know, he plays football on the beach with them. They're doing surfing. You could argue surfing's a sport, right? Like, it's a sports movie, man. I know it's also a heist movie, but there's a lot of yeah. sports in that. And his knee and his playing career comes up often. And so I'm taking that with my number 10. I love it. I'm going to add a fun fact to cement this as a sports movie. Every day I listen to... Uh, a show on Sirius XM on ESPNU radio, the college sports radio station called full ride. And Rick Neuheisel is one of the hosts of the show. So he used to be the head coach at UCLA, a couple other pack. Washington, yep. Yeah. Washington, Colorado, Rick Neuheisel. If you roll the credits, he's in that. He is the football creative director of that movie. Oh, they brought him in to teach, um, Anthony well, Kiedis, uh, Patrick what? Swayze, Patrick Swayze, how to throw a football. Yep. Patrick Swayze did not know how to throw a football. So they brought him in and they taught him how to throw a football and they wanted the football scene where they're on the beach, you know, and they're playing hardcore tackle football at night where they turn the old Jeep and Bronco yep. lights on. They wanted to make it look as real as possible. And Rick Neuheisel directed that scene. Absolutely, man. Fucking Bodie, so, Utah. Yeah. You got fucking uh, Gary Busey, uh, you know, Utah, yeah. give me two. Leaning out of the leaning out of the fucking squad car as a base. What, he's getting the chili dogs? Yeah, Utah, yeah. give me two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to watch that movie with my dad all the time. He's coming out here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to see if he wants to watch that. That's so good. And the Dead uh, Presidents. I mean, dude, like that's a, that inspired so many Halloweens growing oh, up. for sure. You know, and then just the end of the, end of the movie. You think he's coming back? Right? Like, whatever the fucking Australian accent is that that guy has. He's not coming back. <laughs> so good, man. Then that girl's name was Tyler, dude. I remember thinking how yes. weird that was. Yeah, now it's now it's all the rage. Oh, the man. Names. Yeah, dude. Good, good call on number 10. Um, so, my number 10, I'm going to take it to a different place. Sorry, I got to write her down. So my number 10, mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. All right. And people will probably laugh. It's probably considered a rom-com. But the fact that this movie was filmed at such a perfect moment in time, Fever Pitch. I knew you were going to say Fever Pitch. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I respect it. I mean, 
Dude, they like I dis I distinctively remember when the Red Sox won the World Series that year. Yep. They showed fucking Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon on, on the, field, the field, like celebrating with the team. Yep. And everybody's like, why the fuck are they out there? And they're like, they're filming a movie about the Red Sox winning the World Series. And it fucking happened, dude. Like that, it's good. It's a great movie. I do think, I mean, it's like, it's kind of funny cause you got the nerd, like big sports fan. And then yep. like, it's funny, you know, when she gets hit in the face with the baseball <laughs> and she's all over sports center. Um, hundred percent. And it's kind of, and it's kind of like anytime. I mean, like that character is way more invested in the Red Sox. But when we talk about our love for the Vikings, like that's us, like yeah. you're invested in something bigger than yourself. And it's so much fun to just be a fan. Like the sure. whole movie is like, it's great. And then, like I said, to cap it off with the fact that it couldn't be filmed at a more perfect fucking time yeah. is unbelievable to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I also, I appreciated the movie, right? Like, especially when it came out, you know, when the, cause they, they were the lovable losers, right? And they finally right. got it done. And so that was really cool to see. I hate to burst your bubble. That movie was filmed with a different ending. Really? Yeah. They filmed Take with, fuck. With, with, Take them, it off. with them losing it. And then as they were going into like post-production, they realized the Red Sox were on this run. And so they had Fallon and Barrymore at like every clinching game just to try and catch this final scene. They rewrote bullshit. They rewrote. Why? Is it bullshit? Or I mean, no, it's not. But that's. I mean, but then I guess. I guess it's like the same thing. It's still true. It like it worked out in that time. And they're like, hey, we got to totally redo this fucking movie. Yeah, they're like, we got to change this now. Like instead of like it, you know, who knows how it would have ended, right? But instead of like them losing and getting knocked out of the playoffs and him crying and her breaking up with him or something, you know, it, probably it was this you know happy and joyous moment, which you know was kind of cool to see. Yep. That's great. And they did a draft in that movie for his tickets, him and his friends. Huh? Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. I remember a lot more of that than I do. <laughs> no, it's a good dude. That's, I mean, that's really up there in probably like all of my movies. That's just, a, like I said, a, the, like the, the, where, you know, where they go out to eat and they play it up as like Damon and Veritech and some and yeah. somebody else are sitting there. Maybe it's Tim Wakefield and they're like eating at the steakhouse after they lost to the Yankees in that game, 18 to one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, they don't care. Like they're normal guys. Like we got to take it. And then yep. the next night, you know, whatever. So it's just cool. It's a good one. All right. You want to, you want to rip off five honorable mentions and I'll rip off five honorable mentions. No comment needed. Yeah, dude, I think I, I, yeah, I got five. I think I have like a perfect almost, yeah, I can do that. Yep, let's go. I got like 20, so. Yeah, you go first. All right, first, Rounders. Never even heard of it. (sighs) Great poker movie, Matt Damon. Um, Yeah, I just highly encourage you to watch it, Edward Norton. We call him poker a sport now? Why not? (laughs) Fine, I'll remove it. Uh, Moneyball. Oh, that's God. What the fuck was I doing? How is that not even on my list? Yeah, your turn. Oh, you were going back and forth. Okay. Back and forth. Um, I'm going to lump two together because they fit. I had all three mighty ducks on there. So I'm going to go mighty ducks and then D three. Well, I mean, you already listed mighty Mighty ducks Ducks. two. All right. Mighty ducks two and then D three. Like that's what I mean. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go over the top. 
Never, never heard of it. It's a movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone, who is a truck driver, and he's got his son, and he enters arm wrestling competitions across the country. What? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to watch it tonight. It's so absurd. I'm going to watch that tonight for sure. You're up. All right. Um, Airbud, the football one. <laughs> now we're getting real ridiculous. Dude, uh, that was a big time movie in my childhood. All right. All right. I'll give you Airbud. Give you Airbud. Uh, Green Street Hooligans. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. See, that's where you're thinking out of the box because, I mean, it is a sport movie, but it's it's about it's, the fans. You know, yeah. It's about fighting. Yeah. Um, this year, I'm probably going to get a ton of backlash on this one. If anybody's still listening to the pod, um, stick it. Sorry, what? Stick it. I got nothing. It's a gymnastics movie. Okay. But it's... <laughs> It came out when we were probably in, I would say we are probably like sophomores, your brother and I, right around that time. Okay. Yeah. And we, you know, we thought some of the girls were attractive, but it's actually kind of, it's kind of funny, right? Like as an adult, if I was to watch it again, but yeah, stick it. Totally. Uh, then I'll go happy Gilmore. Okay. That was one of mine that, that what I had left and then water boy. Okay. And then I'll just lump in two since you did that. Uh, I'm going to go a uh, little Will Ferrell action. Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. That's absolutely great. That was uh, our uh, attempt at drafting sports movies. There we are. There we are. That was fun. That was fun, dude. That was um, fun. And with literally like no rehearsing, like we didn't talk about like what we were going to go down, what we were going to do. So that was a good time. Um, yeah. Let's like jump into gambling. As fast gambling. as we can. Right. Um, not trying to like put a time limit on this thing, but we are stretching people's uh, time as they get into the weekend. We want them to have a good time. Uh, a little recap. How'd you do last weekend? Uh, on the bets on here, I was one for three. Uh, my great in-depth research into, uh, Christian Kirk paid off guy went off. Um, also I'm going to parlay that into talking about how our hearts got broke on Saturday because I put that into our bet and we, as a group went four for five on Saturday Mm -hmm. and that one hurt. And the things in, so we needed Derrick Henry to score two plus touchdowns. Honestly, the thing that I felt was the most reasonable thing we picked too. For sure. That's what I, I would get around the goal line. It's him. Yeah. Right. They gave the ball to everybody else, but him. That game. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, frustrating. So, um, I hit that. I was off on my Mahomes pick. I know you and I were texting during that game and, uh, I think, you know, at halftime, I think I told you he had like 177. Yeah. And I picked him to go over 290. So he needed, a, you know, 100 and what, three, uh, 13 yards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 114. You know, I felt good there. 
didn't happen. And then obviously my national championship couldn't have been more wrong. And I doubled down on that. Uh, personally, I went alt line to get a uh, plus odds on TCU. And I put money on TCU to cover a plus 12 spread and they did not. So wow, that would have been mm-hmm. a massive payout fun though, mm-hmm. nonetheless, but dreams ended rather quickly. Unfortunately. Also, before we go forward, what do you think if we could have found somewhere, if you knew the future, I would bet on sports for sure. Right. I'll do it. Anyway. Make it fun. Just rig it for us. What do you think a fucking Georgia minus 57 would have paid? Cause they won by 58. What do you think those that's probably plus 30,000 odds. Well, yeah. When you look at those alt lines, it never goes past 30. Right. So you to find somebody crazy enough to give it to you. Right. Yeah. It would have been up there 30, 40, yeah, 50,000 to one. A dollar to win $500. Yeah. Cool. Would have been Would have taken that. Yeah. Uh, I went three and zero. Victory is mine. He did go three and zero. Just kidding, you didn't. No, I went three and zero. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right, I went two and one. But the one pick that was wrong, I said, was an emotional hedge because I wanted SDSU to win, and they won. So it worked out. It's called reverse psychology, Ben. Yeah, but it's, that's not how it works when you're playing with money. So <sighs> that's fair. They keep my money. I get that. Uh, Fine. I'll give you that. Um, But no, I, you know, got the Lions pick right. Shout out Dan Campbell. Said that a a bunch. And then, uh, yeah, I went over on uh, points in the national championship game. And thank you, Georgia, for doing it all yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Because DCU was zero help. (laughs) Unbelievable. What a ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Just fucking ridiculous. Anyways, we got to get that game in our rearview mirror. Yeah. What do you like this weekend? All right. So I kind of changed it up this week. Like, I think it could be really easy to get back on track and go three for three. I could have picked three things that I love, you know, minus whatever. But I wanted to go one thing that I'm extremely confident in. Okay. I wanted to give everybody a stretch. And then I wanted to give everybody a parlay. And we didn't talk about this earlier either. Interesting. But we're parlay guys. So it's, and if you're listening to us for gambling advice, don't parlay because that's how you lose. It's also how you win big. Mm, yeah. Big win, bigger loss. Um, so I will start with my lock of the week. JJ. Over 95 and a half receiving yards. Ooh. Even with uh, New York getting their two corners back, huh? Well, here's the thing. If the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the game, JJ is going to have to have more than 95 yards receiving. So 90.5 or 95? 95 and a half. So 96 plus. All right. Um. So that's, that's my lock. And I, I love it, dude. He's going to. I think you're going to see like freak JJ in the playoffs. This guy's a stud. He's pissed off from the Packers game. He didn't get shit last week because they pulled everybody. Yep. So now he's going to go. So yeah. that's my lock. Yeah. He's usually one of those primetime performers. He can step up when it, when it's required. Um, 
So I love that. Uh, my first, you know, I'm not doing locks of the week. I'm just doing three things that I have confidence in, right? And so mm-hmm. first, Jacksonville money line. Love that. Plus 118. They're the dog. Uh, I think it's at home. Uh, I just, yeah, I like their, I like that nobody likes them. Yeah. Right. I don't love Trevor Lawrence. I, you know, but I, I do think that they're just a tough fucking team. And I think that they'll show up. They snuck in, right? Like, thank, thank you, Jack, for uh, giving me that info. Um, and I think they're going to keep that streak rolling. So, yeah. I love it. I think it's just I, a I good like bet, too. I think it's a good bet, right? Like, if you're going to bet on them, don't take the points. Take the money line. Take them to win, right? You get, yeah, more, the, get more of a return. They're dogs. Yeah. They're two and a half point they're dogs. dogs. Yeah. At, at home. Right. Um. So, next, I'm going to go with my stretch. It's plus 1,400. Chris Godwin to score two plus touchdowns. So this is where my little, and everybody's kind of been talking about it. It's not much research on myself. I heard it. I looked it up. It's true. The Cowboys are one and four on grass. And they give up a ton of points on grass. Because as much as everybody wants to hype up Trayvon Diggs and their secondary, it's pretty porous when Micah Parsons isn't just free rushing the quarterback. Right. And if you want to free rush him, Tom Brady gets rid of the ball faster than anybody else. Sure. And so who are you going to take away? Because if you take away Godwin, Mike Evans is going to burn you. And if you take away Evans, it's going to be Chris Godwin. So Chris Godwin, two plus TDs, plus 1,400. Like that. Like that. Uh, My next is the under in Minnesota, New York, 48 and a half. I'm not an under guy. Not an under guy, but I'm, I I have, it's the highest point total of the weekend. The Vikings game is? Yeah. 48 and a half. I did not even know that. Yeah. So I'm just going under. I just feel like, man, that's, they must not have a lot of confidence in anybody scoring points this week, especially when you got like the Bills playing, the Bengals playing, like all these teams that can score are playing for -hmm. some reason. Ours is 48 and a half. Yeah, I'm going under. Fuck it. That's nutty. See what happens. Um, so funny, you said that. So I, my uncle texted me this week, and he said, I know you're picking the Vikings, but what's your score next Sunday? And I said, biggest win of the year, 31-14. So the under hits. Boom. The under hits. That's 45. Things are shaping up. Let's go. Also, put a dollar on that 31-14. It's probably plus 500 so um <laughs> uh last is a parlay be my parlay so made it simple picked all the i usually do a dollar every week on all the games right you know this yep and last year i was extremely fortunate i hit one time last year but i cashed out before the sunday night game and if i wouldn't have i would have won like 900 bucks on a dollar, but I think I paid out 296 on a dollar. Sure. And the Colts ended up beating the Niners on Sunday night football anyway. So that was pretty cool. That's really hard to do. Um, but now with only six games, like we just take the money line, like the odds aren't really that much. So I'm taking the Seahawks plus nine and a half, the Bills minus 13 and a half. The Bengals minus nine and a half, 
and the Jags, the Vikes, and the Bucks on the money line. Wow. You're pretty good at like picking games, I feel like. When we did that pick'em league, you're like you you've kind of always been like up at the top of that. And that's like 150 people. So Yeah. I trust that. I trust that. I'd follow you into so it's, that battle. It's plus five thousand seventy eight, so ten dollars win five hundred bucks. Might as well start spending it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go buy a TV. Pick something nice, Ton. Yeah, go get go get a TV for the weekend. Right? You're gonna make yeah. it back. Right. Uh and honestly, my third falls in line with what you're saying. I got Seattle plus nine and a half. Yeah. I think they're a dot like it's the third time they've played each other. Uh last time they played with Purdy, it was I think it was only like five point game. Um and I think Seattle's kind of riding a little bit of a high coming, you know, getting into the playoffs last week went, you know, I think they'll give them a battle, even though like mm-hmm. Seattle's my or San Francisco's my pick uh to win it all. Yeah, I like them this week, plus nine and a half. Divisional games in the playoffs always favor the underdog. Scary. Usually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking the Ravens over the Bengals because the Ravens are on a third-string quarterback. But And so then the Bills, obviously, that's a divisional game too. But Bills are on an emotional high, and the Dolphins are starting to back up. But, um, yeah, dude, I think I'm with – I mean, obviously I'm with you, but that's a great take on that game. Yeah. Is and Gino's got so much to prove. Yep. Yeah, he's got a lot he to play for. He wants to be the guy. Yeah. Hundred percent. He's ranked ahead of Kirk Cousins. He wants to stay there. <laughs> yeah, unfucking real. You got you think they're gonna be there'll be uh any upsets this weekend? Yeah, the well, if you're looking at the this if you're looking at this the money line, I think the Jags and Bucks are the upsets. Right on, right on. Playoff Tom is different, dude. I can't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Right, I hear that. I don't give a shit if he's 70 years old. And I do, I honestly do think Seattle has a good shot. Sure. So, it'll be interesting. 100%. I'm excited. I'm excited. Place your bets. Get your ass back to even. You got to win them all. Get back there, Benny. You bet. Um, I do want to touch on one thing on this subject. Okay. Last week we did we our predictions for 2023. Yes. What was one of your predictions that's already coming true? Oh, yeah, that was uh, fortuitous, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I predicted sports gambling in Minnesota, and literally like three days after we put it out, I think it was in the Monday Star Tribune. Um, there's are they're already getting press like saying like it is highly likely to happen this year. So super fucking jacked about that. And I hope it does, right? There was one hang up last year. They had the bill drafted. They couldn't get over. I think it was like how you could start an account. Like you either had to go into one of the casinos or not, or there was a hang up in the mobile space. But the essentially all the reservations, all the tribes. Um, mm-hmm. have, you know, kind of put their backing behind this. They're like, yeah, this needs to happen. You know, um, we feel like they feel like they're losing money as they are right. There's a hundred places you can bet on illegally, not advocating that, uh, in the state, or you can just have friends and live in Arizona, um, or any other state where it's legal. Or if you're by the border, you can just drive down to Iowa 
yeah. and place your bets, right? And they know they're losing money on that shit, so might as well make it happen, and let's hope it fucking does. I do find the the headline of that article, because you sent it to me, and you're, yeah. you know, LFG, it says Minnesota's tribes, racetrack operators, and professional sports teams all agree that it's time to permit legalized sports betting. Yeah. And it's, and everybody's like, well, you know, the professional sports teams is the biggest thing because you look out here on site at, uh, well, most all of these arenas. Caesars has a sports book inside Chase Field. Yep. Right across the street at Footprint, Footprint Center, where the Suns play, FanDuel has a book. And Bet MGM has one just outside of State Farm Stadium here. Mm hmm. So you have those three major books at the stadiums. How much do you think the rent is at the stadiums to those teams, to those stadiums right. for that stuff? Right. Right. Just, I mean, you're right. It's all about money. hundred percent. And they're losing it and they want to get it in. I mean, I got it. You just look up the handles in New York, New Jersey, like when they started to do it's massive. And I know like it's not a big moneymaker for any of these casinos, but Again, you're just you're missing out on all that revenue and the potential, and you know, the state's missing out on the taxes. Like, you're just stupid not to do it. And obviously, I think they're going to. Also, we yep. is probably going to get pushed through this year. So, shout out Minnesota being right in the middle, right, right there in the middle, right <laughs> where you projected them to be. It's funny. I sent that Hilarious. to a, to one of my friends and uh, to one of my high school buddies, and his response was, "Where are we at on hookers?" <laughs> Uh, still illegal everywhere. So I was like, I don't think that's happening, but you know, let's take these other two and ro- run with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man. It's good, man. Always fun. Right. Bad, brother. You having a good time? I am. Fuck it's you. great. Uh, yeah. You want to wrap it up? You bet, dude. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, please like comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Whatever you do, get back to even. Don't be asking me about the bitches. Why you gotta be up in my business? Please leave me alone. I ain't being rude, swear that I just like my privacy. It ain't nothing wrong if you're choosing not to ride with me. I got a sidekick, you know how Batman Robin be. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde, my feelings is down to ride Dog is jumping the fence. I ain't say a word, little shorty say give me dance. Oh, that was your girl, she screaming my government. I hop up the curb.